0: Welcome to Tony's Take podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take podcast, episode three hundred and forty-four of sports. I'm Tony, and with me, I've got off-road Andy. Hello. Uh, for the third week in a row, we are Seanless for sports, but for the third week in a row, he will he is on our entertainment episode. I believe he'll be on sports next week, but. Uh, be, uh, please be sure to go listen to that entertainment episode. Also, that is always a lot of fun. We had a lot of good stuff to talk about on that one this evening. So uh, please give it a listen. But we've got a jam-packed sports episode. The MLB playoffs have begun, so we have that to dive into. Last week we talked about Damian Lillard about a team he was going to, and he did get traded. But we'll go. We'll talk about to where he got traded to, and then of course it's football season. So we'll continue to update you on the college football rankings and what happened this last week. And another fun episode talking about the NFL and all the excitement that happened in week four. And for the first time, for you gamblers out there that are listening, Andy and I are going to give out three picks each. And we're going to continue to do that the rest of the season. We used to always do it. And it's it's a lot of fun. And uh, we actually will talk about the fact that a couple of the games we said on the last week's podcast that we liked all actually won. So, I mean, Andy and I know what we're talking about. But uh, this is the most exciting time of the year in sports. It is October now. This is when we get... In a few weeks, we're going to have all four sports going at once, the main sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey. It's a great time to be alive at this time of the year. And uh, we'll just dive headfirst into uh, the NBA. Uh, Damian Lillard got traded, but uh, Andy brought it up last week that Toronto was looking at him. Well, he did go to the East Coast, but he didn't go to Toronto. Andy, why don't you let the fine people know? We're going to go to our NBA expert here, Off-Road Andy, and you can let us know where did Damian Lillard go and what all happened.
1: Uh, He's heading to the Midwest. Uh, Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, joining up with Giannis Antetokounmpo and Chris Middleton. Uh, so the trade ended up being a three-way trade, actually, involving Phoenix. Um, so the M- Milwaukee's given up Drew Holiday, uh, along with Grayson Allen. Not too much of a thing to give up. Um, as well as a 2029 20, 29 first-round pick and a couple pick swaps in 28 and 30. So those... That's a long time away. 2030, think about that. Um, but for Portland, that could be a good pick in 2030. We'll see. Um, but also involved in the trade was Phoenix, who uh, traded DeAndre Ayton. Uh, so Ayton's headed to Portland as well. Uh, and Nur- Nurkic is coming back to the Suns. So uh for the Suns, it's a weird deal because they're trading basically Ayton and getting back Nurkic and Grayson Allen. That's kind of... Not great. I mean.
0: I don't know. I, I kind of don't mind Grace and Allen. He'll play in the – they're very thin, so he'll play on that the That was team. what hurt Phoenix last year was. They didn't have depth. Yeah. And Grace and Allen, I think, actually brings that team and good they did, depth. They did get a
1: couple other players that are will be depth pieces, not really contributors, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but I think Nurkic is a big downgrade from Aiden, but they were so sick of his shit that they just kind of dumped him here.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, Aiden, I, I like Nurkic, though. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a huge downgrade. I don't know. Aiden wasn't, I don't know. There were times where I just wasn't very high on Aiden. I think when Aiden plays to his potential and like if he can play to his potential and didn't have his distractions, like I've mentioned it before and I'll mention it again. I know it sounds silly, but there was big problems about how he had like a video game addiction. And you see that, you're going to see that, you see that with a lot of these young players. and, it's, I mean, video games is a big thing. And if the, you know, people that like them, it's very big. I mean, I know you're big on video games. It's like, it's, you definitely get into it. And they talk about how it takes away from him actually like focusing on basketball, being in the gym, doing workouts and stuff. But, uh, you know, just little things like that. But I think it is more so what you're right. I think uh, what you said, I think uh, they just were kind of like, we just want and off the team. Like, even if we are downgrading a little bit, which they are, but um, yeah. Yeah. yeah and just to show you how things change in the NBA, Devin Booker's the only
1: player left that played in the finals for them. That was Wild. two years ago. Against Milwaukee. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So Portland ended up with Drew Holiday, uh, DeAndre Aiden, and, yeah, those picks we talked about. Uh, but they're not necessarily looking to win this year. So what, what good is Drew Holiday to them? So right away, there was a, a race. They said all these teams were interested in Drew Holiday. Where is he going to go? Portland said, yeah, well, we'll figure out a deal for him. Uh, so only a couple days later, they did find that deal. Uh, he's headed to the Celtics.
0: Portland um, got some good guys and back for it.
1: Yeah, so they're, instead of getting like just all picks, uh, the Celtics are trading Robert Williams and Malcolm Brogdon, who uh, I don't love this trade for the Celtics. because those, no, are, those two, are solid players. Two of their top seven. And um, Williams is hurt a lot, but he plays in the playoffs.
0: And, he's a factor in the playoffs, um, too. He brings that defense.
1: Yeah, the other thing is he sacrificed his career to play in the playoffs when they were in their finals run that he should have – uh, Gotten surgery on his knees, I believe, and decided no, I'm going to stick it out and play through the playoff run here, and uh, that's what you get for it, is You get traded, so um, you shouldn't show loyalty to
0: teams like that. And um, we were talking about this. This makes Portland, you know, respectable a little bit. You've got Brogdon, you've got Robert Williams, yeah. If you they, still if, got Anthony Simons pat with
1: these guys. They've got
0: a rotation, and, and the big players. thing will be to see if uh, is it Scoot Henderson is his name? Yeah. If if he, if he ends up pick, yeah. if he ends up being a solid player. And like the potential he's got along with Anthony Simons and then, you know, Brogdon, Rob Williams, a couple other little side pieces they have. I mean, you know, not, not going to be a threat to be a yeah. top four or five Shading team, but at Sharp least it was really good at the end of the year. For all, all you need to be is top 10 now to make the playoffs. They can get at least one of those playing games as a nine or 10 seed and maybe even solidify something with like a, a six seed and be in there. So you never know.
1: Yeah. And they also got a 2024 first round pick. That's uh the Warriors 2024 pick. Uh, and then a 2029 pick, so that's two 2029 picks that, that uh, Portland has for the yeah, future. Portland will be good so, in the future. You give give Portland five years, that'll be. A, I think they'll be a solid team. And they also could flip uh, Brogdon. The Clippers uh, made a deal for Brogdon at the beginning of the off season that ended up falling through. So uh, that might still be alive somewhere. Um, so they could even get more future assets there. Yes. All right. Well, uh, Well. last thing to say about the NBA. Didn't have my list here. Uh, the media day happened yesterday. That means all the, all the players oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, do the interviews before training camp starts for real today. Um, and yeah, some, some good stuff was there. They asked Kawhi about the, the new rest rules and he's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Jimmy Butler. Um, Had his hair going. Yeah. He decided to be emo Jimmy Butler, I think <laughs> is what he called it. So. I think it's
0: because he's upset about the Lillard stuff. Yeah. I think he's trying to show he's depressed. He's very. That's what the thing too is. Right after this trade happened, Jimmy Butler went on a uh, Twitter, went on something, Instagram Live, went on something and said uh, that the Bucks need to be uh, checked for tampering. He was convinced that there was tampering involved, yada yada. And I mean, foolish things to say if not true. I mean, you, uh, you know, those strong accusations. But I don't know. We'll see if that ends up. I mean, ever the Bucks did get in trouble for tampering a couple years ago with okay. Bogdanovich deal that didn't happen.
1: So yeah.
0: Well. Anyway, the NBA season will be here before you know it. Be here in probably, about, well, I believe, what, three weeks or so? It's usually like third week or so of October. But uh, what is here right now is the MLB playoffs. MLB season has come to an end. So we're going to give you guys our over-under update. And then we're going to tell you guys uh, who are the final stat leaders this year. And also um, the playoff matchups and what to expect. So uh, which one do you want to start with? Our over-unders or the stat leaders? Yeah, just the last update here. Uh, Close
1: finish here. So, uh... I went fifteen and fifteen, and you went fourteen to sixteen. That's so. not bad, though. But it was very close. Came to the last day, of course.
0: Who was our last team? Boston Red Sox oh won God. their final
1: game of the season to go over. So that's uh, what helped you. Yes. Gosh, that's so, crazy. That's I, funny. I was sweating it because a lot of teams I picked to go over. You should have texted
0: me that day to really, say that I was no. coming down to that, so I would have known.
1: Uh, really struggled. Like the Mariners uh, went under, and they had a very bad couple last, of last week. couple weeks. Yeah. Um, the Giants also kind of like fell apart totally. Uh, they fired their manager at the end too. So. Yeah,
0: who I didn't realize won them like 102 games or 100 and something games like two years ago. That was 107? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of games. They won the division that 2021, year, 2021, I believe. Well, hey, I'm I'm not upset about that. I mean, that's that's good. We were both. You were at 500. I was a game below 500. I mean, that's tough. You know, there's 30 30 teams out there. So, um, yeah. So I did want to look
1: at the the biggest uh, over performances. So. Baltimore Orioles, it's very obvious. We've been talking about this throughout the season. Um, And then
0: the Cincinnati Reds. So disappointing they didn't reach the playoffs there, but a lot of promise there. 17 games over their predicted wins and didn't make the playoffs. That's sad.
1: Yeah.
0: And then the biggest uh, disappointments, you've got the Mets, of course. Yeah, that was a pathetic season.
1: Uh, 21 games under their projection. Oh, wow. And the Cardinals. So that's two of the best, two of the division winners. There's a bigger
0: one up there. The Um, White Sox.
1: Right, the White Sox who were so irrelevant, I didn't even have. To yeah,
0: twenty three under. Yeah, wow. Well, that's uh, that's the way the cookie crumbles, as they say. But um, well, congrats to Andy beating me there on that. But uh, let's get to these MLB stat leaders. Uh
1: nothing changed since yeah. last week. But so, just congratulate, yeah, uh, the people here. Luis
0: Arias still ended, ended up hit with over three fifty. So yeah, that's impressive. Uh, Matt Olson led the league in home runs with fifty four. Matt Olson led the league in RBIs with one hundred thirty nine. Ronald, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Then uh, Ronald Acuna led the league with 73 stolen bases. Uh, And for the pitching area, we had Garrett Cole with 24 quality starts, which I believe is you have to go at least six innings of three earned or less. So pretty good. Spencer Strider, 281 strikeouts, um, led the league. Emmanuel Classe, uh, 44 saves for the Cleveland Indians, which is ironic. They didn't make playoffs. Blake Snell out of nowhere leads the league in earned run average with a 2.25 ERA. Uh, The five guys here, all under three, was uh, kind of a random cast of kids here. You got Blake Snell with 2.25, Garrett Cole, 2.63, Sonny Gray, 2.79. Then this is where it gets a little random Kyle Bradish of the Baltimore Orioles, 2.83, and then Kode Senga, which the rookie, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. 2.98. So at least the Mets had one bright spot. It's kind of crazy
1: if you told Mets fans before the season, like, hey, you know that Japanese kid? He's going to have an ERA under three. ERA under
0: three, like, oh my God. With Verlander and Scherzer. (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of crazy how that happened. And then finally, uh, Spencer Strider, 20 wins. The only 21 pitcher. The next closest, Zach Gallen, was 17. And then Bassett, Eflin, and Steele, all with 16. But uh, yeah, it's going to be, I don't know if it's, uh, I mean, is it going to be most likely Blake Snellick gets MVP for, I mean, uh, Cy Young? I saw something. If he gets Cy Young, he'll have
1: the highest whip of any Cy Young mm-hmm. winner in for a very yeah, long I know time. what
0: they said Hurt Strider was Strider's ERA was a little high, but he had the strikeouts and yeah. the wins. And then but they Justin say Steele had a very good overall season. Yeah, I as think well. Justin Steele is definitely, you know, you got to look at him. I mean, he had a great season, but it looks like his ERA did end up over three, though, because he's not on the list there unless he snuck just under 306. 306. Yeah, that kind of, that probably is going to be what hurts him at the end. And 31st in the league with 176 strikeouts, you're going to be a little better than that. But anyway, we're going to get to the playoff picture really quick. So um, the playoffs have begun starting today. And the, the way the first round works, as Andy actually had to remind me yesterday, is it's a three-game series, and the home team is home for Game 1, Game 2, and Game 3 if necessary. This is the second year of this format. So. Yeah. And so here's the first-round matchups. In the National League, we've got the Arizona Diamondbacks playing the Milwaukee Brewers, which is currently 4-3 to three Arizona in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, the Florida Marlins, or Miami Marlins, excuse me, are playing the Philadelphia Phillies. A little NL East uh, matchup. Uh, Phillies are currently up 3-0 in the fifth inning. And then in the American League, we have the uh, Texas Rangers going against the Tampa Bay Rays in Tampa Bay. And uh, they played this uh, earlier this afternoon at noon. And the Rangers won game one on the road 4-0. It's uh, tough for the Rays to win any games without any runs. Um, And then the other side of the American League, the Minnesota Twins played the Toronto Blue Jays. Minnesota Twins were at home. And they, they steal game one. Royce Lewis, the rookie, with two home runs. Orange County guy. Orange County guy.
1: Um, Where'd he go? Uh, Jay Sarah. I oh, it up very you. good. Uh, the Twins had lost 18 consecutive playoff games yeah. dating back to Hadn't 2004. In eight. Yeah, wow. So they showed the last That's time right, they exactly. won, and it was Joe Nathan came in for the close. Uh, it was... It was
0: A-Rod's first playoff game as a Yankee. So, so. was was what did all this? Uh, they, was and, there. And you know it's ironic too is you know they won after this, but when they faced the Angels in the ALCS, they got swept. That was Adam Kennedy's mm-hmm. Game Four game where he hit the three home runs. But. That was to sweep them. But it's just funny that they just historically just not doing well in the playoffs. But that snapped today, and you can tell that was a big burden off the shoulders because that was talked about. So the way this will work is the winner of the Twins and Blue Jays will face the Houston Astros. The winner of Rays and Rangers will face the Orioles. Winners of Phillies, Marlins will face the Braves and the winners of the Diamondbacks and Brewers will face the Los Angeles Dodgers. And those games will start this weekend on Saturday. Uh, so that'll be, that's exciting. Baseball playoffs are here.
1: Yeah. So the, there's a little bit of an advantage in that the teams that are on the, a bio, let's call it a buy here. That's what the NFL used to call it. Um, they will, won't have to face the starter of Game One, but the starter of Game One isn't necessarily the game the the number one starter on the teams. Yeah, of course. So, like with Arizona, if Arizona ends up advancing, um, why am I blanking on his name? Gallon. Gallon. Gallon's pitching tomorrow, most likely. Um, I'll tell you what, though, if Arizona sneaks be, Game
0: One, that's going to be big for them.
1: Yeah, but it would mean he'd be even further delayed. Yeah, um, in a start, but uh, theoretically, you could still have your number one starter pitch two games in the round one for any of these teams here. So, yeah.
0: And here's one thing I want to notice here or note here. I'm sorry. You got the LA Dodgers that, uh, they, they're in the playoffs every year. The funny thing here is that in LA Dodgers versus either Braves or Brewers, which either of those aren't very popular teams, especially in like the Southern California area. Tickets are as low as $27. And I think that's because Dodgers are here a lot. It's like, it's the Brewers are, you know, we're not worried about them, but you go up to a game. That has a team in the playoffs that isn't there very often. The Baltimore Orioles with tickets as low as 142. That tells me one thing. That place is going to be rocking. They're up charging these tickets. People are buying them. People are going to go. And that's what I always enjoy is like when it's the team that doesn't really belong there. Not saying they don't belong, but like isn't there often. And so the the fans are excited to go to the playoffs. They're excited to be there. And uh, I mean, I'm... Excited for Baltimore. I think it's the, they might be a fun little team. I mean, I think we can both agree that if they face Houston in the ALCS, we'll be cheering for Baltimore. I know Andy in here is not cheering for the Astros, but um, yeah, it should be a fun fun playoffs. Um, you know, all right, what do we? Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like to see the Braves get upset again by the Phillies if that happens. Yeah, um,
1: I wouldn't like to see the Dodgers not get upset. Uh, I'm not like thinking they're the favorites this year. I think the Braves are actually the Braves the are the
0: favorites. But, yeah, slightly. But the Dodgers are still thought of highly but the team is well the very funny flawed. thing is, is the, the Dodgers are the second favorite. So the funny yeah. thing about this is as a lot of people have said or I've heard it, it, the Braves and Dodgers are the two best teams in the playoffs and if they face each other it's like that's almost like the World Series. And but what's strange is that the Dodgers are not a traditional good team right now.
1: Yeah. Uh their number one starter is Clayton Kershaw who's old and can't go more than like 60 pitches or something and then you got a rookie and then no one even knows what they're doing. Yeah.
0: It's going to be interesting. Uh-huh. They're going to have to trust their offense a lot. So
1: other teams have a little better uh, situation with their pitchers right now, but that is new baseball. That's why no might has, be a little tough. Yeah, yeah. No one has deep, deep rotations anymore. Yes, you don't, you're not
0: throwing out Tim Hudson, Mark Muller and Barry Zito like uh, the A's did so many years ago, but um, all right, we'll transit. We'll keep you guys updated week by week with this, but uh, I said, let's go really quickly. We're going to go into dive into some college football. Um, Got some updated rankings. We had a, a good week. We had um, some some big stuff happen here. So, uh, so we start off with giving them the updated rankings, or you want to go through the games first? Uh,
1: yeah, just n- no change in the top seven. So, okay, not a hot lot there. I mean, there's not too much to talk about in the rankings. Utah dropped some spots here. They did lose to Oregon State. Tough uh,
0: game. The Oregon State on the road. Oregon still State no, looked good.
1: Yeah, still no uh, rising for Arizona I, or Utah. Sorry, um, I don't know when he's going to come back. But you,
0: they can afford to lose one game here and still win the conference. I don't think they can lose game. Oh, they were none. saying, like, I was listening to something earlier, too, that was saying how they think a lot of teams are going to have one loss. And, like, they're going to say there's going to be multiple conference winners with one loss and stuff. Like, it's yeah. the Pac-12 especially.
1: Uh, so, well, yeah, we'll have to monitor that because that's, yeah, that was a Friday night game. That's kind of a tough place to – or a tough spot to, to play without your quarterback who hasn't played all season um, another big matchup was Notre Dame and Duke. Notre Dame ends up beating Duke, which is a, a nice win, but it wasn't a convincing win. They had to come from behind. So they didn't really, like if they had a, a really good win, like they would have moved up further in the rankings. But um, they're 10th. They're, they're and then there's um, Ole Miss, LSU, crazy game, back and forth, tons of scoring.
0: Yeah, I so saw it was like 31-24 at halftime or something. Yeah, so
1: I think it was 51-45 to final. I think it was something around there
0: um who did lsu play that one year when it was the eight overtime game I think it was, was that like Oklahoma uh, a&m or
1: yeah i think it was a&m um
0: but yeah lsu has now lost
1: their, their second game so they started in the top five but they're not going to get back into that top five even if they uh, would definitely now. not uh, but they're still probably a good team it just it's you know that's that's the conference for there for you um they lose a, a tough non-conference game to florida state who is a top five team and then you know you're gonna lose some games in the sec um, but, yeah, looking ahead to next week, we got some interesting games. Um, or did we want to review one more game here? Yeah, USC, USC and
0: Colorado. USC was dominating early on. I think they were up 20-0 to zero at the end of the first quarter. Uh, kicking ass. And then the second half, Colorado made a little bit of a comeback. And they actually scored a touchdown and made this a 48-41 game with about a minute left. And they had to kick the onside kick, didn't get it. Uh, USC wins, but a little bit of concern because the three best teams, you know, in this conference right now, you would say it's, it's Washington, USC and Oregon, Oregon shat, like destroyed Colorado. And I mean, granted they were at home, but they destroyed them. USC goes out there and only beats them by seven, but gives up 41 to them while Oregon only gave up seven. So, I mean, it's definitely some concern, um, right now in the rankings. I mean, Washington has passed as, you know, the best team in the pac 12 at the moment. Uh, Penix has gone all the way up from, I believe started the season, 12 to one odds to win Heisman to now like about three to one odds, having a great season, but, um, yeah, there's gonna be some good Pac-12 games ahead. I'm excited for like these Oregon, Washington, USC possible like matchups and stuff. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be some good Pac-12 football here in the future. But uh, yeah, so I mean, USC just Caleb Williams. I mean, he's looking good. You know, he's future number one pick. But I don't know. They're uh, yeah. they got to worry about they they have to be concerned about that defense. I mean, it's gonna be tough to face beat a Washington team or an Oregon team when your defense is well.
1: It's not even that they have another top ten team on their on their schedule. Uh, two weeks from now, playing Notre Dame. So, oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, that's what they were saying about. Yeah, Notre Dame's got some good stuff coming. But uh, yeah, no. Andy wanted to get into these uh, next week games. We've got Oklahoma, Texas, which is nicknamed the Red River Shootout. Uh, Georgia, Kentucky, yeah. which is always a fun, a fun one. Because we were mentioning Georgia's been skating by. They have yeah, so They Kentucky, barely beat Auburn.
1: Kentucky kicked ass last week, and Georgia is really against subscribe. Florida too, a ranked team. So. That should be an interesting game to watch.
0: That game Is that game in Kentucky? Do you have this? I should pull that up. I always get yeah. confused because you get on the board there. I'm always just assuming I the second know. team is home. Because that is a big difference. Because if they are in Kentucky, they're very live to win that game, in my opinion. It's oh, It's in Georgia. Points. And they're 14 and a half point favorites. But. Yeah, but
1: it's still... I
0: mean, we're not getting yeah. picks on this. No, I, I know. Georgia's not putting up 40 a game here. So. No, they're not. And Kentucky looks good. I, I definitely like... Uh, if we were to be putting picks there, I think Andy and I would both be taking those two and a half, those two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, then you've got a, uh, another one here. Uh, back to the pac 12 Washington state, UCLA.
1: Yeah. I think it's an interesting game here because UCLA fell at the top 25. And they are favored. They are favored at home here. Washington state has taken care of business. They won their games, uh, but these teams are going to start beating up on each other. So uh, UCLA just want to drop a second game here when they still have other better teams on the schedule.
0: Mm-hmm. Um but you know it's interesting there too. You got Maryland versus Ohio State, five and overs four and zero, and Ohio State fared by twenty though.
1: Yeah, I think it happens sometimes. Oh
0: yeah, no, it definitely does. But uh, I don't know Maryland.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Tua is yeah, playing yeah. For, for Maryland, <laughs> yeah, so he's pretty good. Double dipping yeah. this week. <laughs> what is his name? Taulia. So Tua's younger brother. Uh, Taulio. Been the quarterback there Antonio. for a couple of years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, definitely some good. And how how far away are we from the real rankings coming out? The playoff rankings that usually <laughs> I don't like week like eight or nine or something. Yeah. I feel like All it's around like, yeah, like end of October, early November, maybe. Um, yeah. But yeah, AM and Alabama has a chance to be a,
1: a game, but I don't know. I don't trust it. I mean,
0: Alabama's either. only favored by two and a half. So yeah. Vegas is telling you the spread is telling you this will be a game. So uh, definitely keep your eyes on that. We'll uh, see if we got anything else. Any, any fun stuff later on in the evening? No,
1: no, the big, the big uh, night game is going to be, looks Aaron's like Washington and sales.
0: Oregon both have buys this week from what I can tell. Yeah. I didn't see them on the list. Yeah, a
1: lot of buys this week.
0: So. Yeah, we're at that time of the year. We're at that time of the year. Colorado-Arizona State. That'll be a fun game for those ASU people there. Colorado yeah, four-point little, little, favorites. Little, and there was news that Hunter is going to be out, looks like, another two weeks at least.
1: A little, like, luster has been dropped here from the Colorado program. but Which yeah, we still, knew would happen. Still favorite on the road, but I don't know. It's ASU. One in, I didn't know
0: ASU was one in four. Hey, ASU played USC uh, tough.
1: I guess they played Oklahoma State and Fresno State, so that makes sense. But they lost to Cal. That's not great. Yeah, Cal's
0: done better, I think, than people uh, expected yeah. this season.
1: Uh yeah, was that ever college football?
0: Ready to move? Yes, let us move on to the meat and potatoes, baby. The NFL. Um we're gonna start off here with uh we're just gonna go down the list. Uh Thursday night football, Green Bay, Detroit. Um, where did I watch that game? I wasn't with you, was I? Can't no. I don't I swear I watched it, but I don't no, if I, Oh, you Thursday know what? Night. I watched it at home. I watched it at home. That's what I was. Because we actually do yeah, get Amazon. it because we have Amazon. Yes. Uh, Detroit Lions were dominating early. 27-3 to at the half. Packers looked like for a moment they were going to make it interesting, but Detroit just stormed away. Uh, Montgomery, 32 carries, 131 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Detroit looks good. That defense actually looks really good. I mean, J- yeah. And uh, another thing, too, is Jamison Williams is ex- is uh, got his suspension down from six games to four. So he's active to come back this week, which just gives them another weapon. And I took Andy's advice back in the early, um, when we gave a early NFL, our fantasy preview is snag Jamison Williams in a couple leagues because he is a very good receiver. And I was like, Hey, he'll be out six games. That's fine. And I got lucky to think, Hey, he's only out four games. So having him in a couple leagues, hopefully will uh, be beneficial for my fantasy teams because uh, you know, they're very okay right now, but uh, yeah. So uh Detroit three to one I mean I'm sorry they're three and one they beat the Packers who go to two and two also a little fun note I heard about this game this was the first time the Detroit Lions were favored in Green Bay they said since like 1991 or something <laughs>
1: yeah makes sense yeah uh, they had a certain quarterback
0: yeah Brett favor
1: yeah and then they had one after that too <laughs>
0: yeah a little guy named Aaron Rodgers all right down to the next game this was the only game not in America this week the uh Jack the London Jaguars faced the Atlanta Falcons. And uh, Andy, so the Jaguars win in London and they're staying in London because they actually play again there this week. And Buzz Lightyear won too. Yeah, there was a little fun Pixar animations for this game. But Andy, do you remember what you said about this game? What would be funny about it a week ago? Because I re-listen to the podcast all the time to try to remember some things. That way I can put some notes in it. But Andy said something that I just wanted to mention. Because you said something would be really funny if it happened in this game and it did. Do you remember it all? I don't. Who scored the touchdown for the Falcons?
1: Drake London. Drake
0: London. Andy made a comment in the podcast last week saying, wouldn't it be funny if... He, also or, had a second, he almost had a second one too. Drake London scored a touchdown in London. Mm-hmm. And you know what's funny about you saying that is I actually heard a thing too that he's the third person, I guess, in like... Or like one of the... Th- I don't know about third specifically, but one of a few people that have scored a touchdown where his last name was in the place. And they said the only other one was Washington. And I can't believe I can't think of the other one. But... It was Washington. Uh, and something else. Greg, Las Vegas. No, but uh, he's the first one to ever do it in yeah. London, of course. Though. Timothy, Chicago. Yeah. No. I, I got Here's a question:
1: How many goals did Martin St. Louis score?
0: Yeah, that's the that's list. a good one. Yeah, no, that's I'm actually that was a very impressive poll right there, Andy. I'm surprised he actually. That was good. But no, it was Washington. I, I want. No, it wasn't Montgomery because I don't. No, they don't play right. Like right there. No, I, I can't. yeah. No. maybe it'll come to me later on. But for now. Just London and Jonathan Charlotte, Washington, but uh, no, I'll, I'll know it if I hear it, but it's not Jonathan Charlotte,
1: <laughs> David Boston. You actually, you
0: no know Boston might've been one of them.
1: He was on the Chargers for one year and it was a huge bust, but he was good. But, but they have
0: to do it in that city. So I don't know. Did he? Yeah. Oh, no, I think you're right. Actually. I think Boston sounds right, but uh, we'll just go with that.
1: There's also um Boston well, Scott. Did he ever score a touchdown? No.
0: Um.
1: Or does that not count? Because the Patriots don't play in Boston.
0: Yeah, I don't think it, it, yeah, I don't think that was it, actually, now that I'm thinking about it again. Oh, I think it was Houston.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, there was a guy with the last
0: name Houston. Justin. Yeah, Houston. it was It was Houston and, and um, London, and then, um, how am I already, I'm just a disaster right now, I'm just blinking all over the place, Washington. So anyway, that was, uh, that was that game, but I just wanted to say that fun little thing that Andy had predicted, or didn't predict, but, you know, thought it would be funny, which it was. Uh, the next game here, they're supposed to be the game of the week, or at least the game of the morning. Well, you forgot to say the Lo-
1: the London Jaguars are staying. No, I said that at the beginning. Okay.
0: I said, yeah, they're staying in London because yeah. they uh, they are hosting the Buffalo Bills. And I say hosting because it is their it is their city. <laughs> the the Eng- I'm sure the English <laughs> want them at this point. But uh, speaking of that team, we got Buffalo right here. Buffalo played Miami and absolutely destroyed them. But I will say, I did pick up a Chani in a couple leagues. Got me two rushing touchdowns, 110 yards or something like that, 101 yards on eight carries. That's Really good, but Stephon Diggs showed up. Six catches, 120 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, They Buffalo Bills routed. Just took him, took him for a ride against the Miami Dolphins. Beat them 48 to 20. Uh, Maybe drawsy's a little concerned about Miami. Are they as good as we thought? Because Buffalo Bills. It's crazy to think Buffalo Bills lost to a uh, Zach Wilson and the Jets, and that's their only loss right now. I mean, they'd be looking 4-0 and looking really strong. But um, well if you want my opinion on the dolphins maybe stay yeah. tuned for our weekly picks. Oh, okay, very good. Yeah, I like that. All right. Coming up next, we got the Toilet Bowl. The Chicago Bears against the Denver Broncos and the Bron- the Chicago Bears were up 21-7 at the half. Everything was looking good. Fields having a good game, 335 yards, four touchdowns. And they lose because they got outscored 17 to 0 in the fourth quarter. Sean Payton gets his first win as a Broncos head coach. They win the game 31-28. Do you have anything to say about this game? I mean, how do you feel about Broncos, Bears, anything?
1: So there was another fourth down moment in this game that I don't think people will talk about too much, but uh, the Bears had a chance to take the lead at the field goal with three minutes left on a fourth and one, but they uh, decided to go for it, try to get a a touchdown or kill some more clock, and uh, they failed to do so and then ended up losing the game, uh, which is sad. I think if you're – I understand the math there, but I think if you're the Bears, you just kind of want to – Make an attempt to win a game. Yeah. Um, but maybe actually they don't. Maybe the Bears are like, we want to go 0 17 and get uh, Caleb. So,
0: yeah, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely be something. I mean, uh, Justin Fields, and the other thing that I was uh, hearing also is that Justin Fields isn't even getting like the rushing yards that he was getting last year. I mean, that's been the big thing. Is He was so effective and fun last year because he was running like crazy. But uh, speaking of a running back that is running well right now, you got Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens were on the road against. Cleveland Browns, and uh, I didn't even know this, but Deshaun Watson didn't play. And it was Dorian Thompson-Robinson, and I know you're big on that guy. He looked decent in the preseason, but didn't have a very good game. Um, One of the worst games that's ever been played, actually. Really? What were his overall stats there? Let's let's take a look here. Let's dive in. Uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, 19 of 36, 121 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions, sacked four times for a loss of 48 yards. 25.3 25.3 rating, 18 QBR, uh, not good at all. And um, yeah, they um, they're lost right now at running back. Also, um, you know they they you know it's not looking good. But who's not lost at running back? The reason I want to bring it up: Lamar Jackson, only nine he carries, keep only 27 calling, keep yards. Calling a
1: running back, which is funny. Well,
0: yeah, he Sometimes. basically is. No, but I am saying like running well because I was gonna get there. Is that he had two touchdowns this week and two last week? I know he's a quarterback, but four touchdowns already. He might as well be a running back. Yeah,
1: they have here Melvin Gordon. <laughs>
0: I didn't even know he was on Back that team.
1: Well, cause they lost uh, whatever
0: Okay, both these teams got to work on their uh, wide receiver sweeps or something because Zay flowers, one carry negative six yards, Elijah Moore, one carry negative 20 yards. What's going on there? Both these teams not knowing what they're doing with that, but um, Baltimore Cruz is 28 to three victory and uh, they will be on the road against my Pittsburgh Steelers neck uh, this Sunday. So that'll be exciting. And then another divisional or another team in the division, the Cincinnati Bengals, go to Tennessee and get annihilated 27 to three Joe Burrow. I don't care what anybody says. We've been saying it all week. He's hurt. He's playing hurt for sure. Uh, It just looks bad. It got to the point now where now you got a Jamar chase, you know, making comments in the locker room after saying, I'm always fucking open. Uh, They've been getting him the ball more. He had seven catches, 73 yards this week. He had like 10 catches or so for 140 yards the week prior, but through four weeks, not a touchdown this year. And I mean, Joe Burrow's probably only thrown like two or three this year. I mean, it's, it is not looking good for the Bengals. Uh, I'm not quite sure who they f- play this next week. We can play Arizona. They play Arizona, but you know what I noticed, Andy? I saw this. They're yeah. only three point favorites against Arizona. So that tells you something you would have never thought going into the season that by week yeah. five, they'd only be a three point road favorite against I'm Arizona a pick on that game. Yeah. So. We yeah, stay tuned. It's a tease. It is a tease. So uh, anyway, the Titans go to two and two, which I believe joins the entire division at two and two. Uh, and the Cincinnati Bengals last place with a one and three record in their division. So um, not looking good so far. Uh, moving on to the next game, LA Rams against the Indianapolis Colts. The LA Rams looked really good up 20 to zero at the half, but the Colts did come back outscored them 15, zero in the fourth, sent it to overtime, but in overtime, the Rams hero, Nakua, who had another great game, nine catches, 163 yards and a touchdown, the game-winning touchdown in overtime. He's broken the record for receiver for most receiving yards and most receptions in your first four games ever. And uh, Cooper Cup is coming back, so it's kind of funny that uh, Nakua and then Williams, the running back, are the reason that have made the Rams a pretty fun team to watch. Williams with 25 carries, 103 yards and two touchdowns, playing very well. And uh, now Cooper Cup comes back to this offense possibly this Sunday, uh, and they're at home against the Eagles, so that'll be a a fun one. But the uh, yeah, the Rams get it done, move their record to two and two, and this was one of the games that if you were listening to the podcast last week, we didn't make any picks officially like we're going to this week, but Andy did say the one bet he did like, he liked the Rams plus one and a half, and so uh, that was just a preview of what uh you know what we bring to the table here when we give our bets. We we know our stuff. So um, all right, moving on to the next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road against the New Orleans Saints. Um, Derek Carr is hurt, so Jameis Winston played. And uh, Baker Mayfield has well, somehow led— What?
1: Derek Carr played.
0: Oh, he did? Yes. Oh, that I did not know. Not
1: good, though.
0: Oh, so he did play. My fault. I thought he was out. I thought I heard someone say he was out. I, that shows you I did not pay attention to this well, game. this is what I rightfully so. very
1: funny, is that Jameis oh did <laughs> come at the end and throw a pick just for— Old time safe. Yeah, why, team. why not? He's like, hey guys, let's well, do it. Can
0: I show you something that I also thought was really funny, Andy? Can, uh, Alvin Kamara's receiving stats. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, 13 catches for 33 yards. Incredible. Like, this guy, he gets the receptions, but not many yards for 13 catches. Average of 2.5 yards. Uh, his longest was 10. So there was a lot of no plays there. Targeted 14 times as well. Um, but anyway, yeah, the... <laughs> You know, if you would have told me Baker Mayfield was going to lead this Tampa Bay team to a three and one start, man, we all would have said you were crazy. But that's what they are, and they uh, they moved to three and one. So uh, good, good for them. Um, moving on to the next game, we've got oh boy, the Houston Texans were hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers, and this did not look good for my Pittsburgh Steelers. They get annihilated by the Houston Texans, thirty to six. But you know what? I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Houston looks good. CJ Stroud became the first uh, quarterback that in his first. Uh, four career starts or had three straight starts of 250 yards, two touchdowns and zero interceptions. He has not thrown an interception this season. He's thrown, I think eight touchdowns or more like 10 touchdowns. Uh, He's up there in yards. He's off to a very, very good start this season. And uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. And CJ Stroud. Now they're looking back at it saying, well, the Carolina Panthers might've fucked up. This is who they should have gotten. They have Nico Collins who looks great. Had seven catches, 168 yards and two touchdowns. And, you know, it's funny is I was watching some of these games with my buddies and my buddies, uh, we're, we're going to get into the next game here. My buddies are big Raider fans. I'm a big Steeler fan. And they were all upset after, you know, a little preview about the game we're about to talk about next. And I was very calm about, you know, the Steelers getting blown out. My friend must've said to me like three different times throughout the rest of the day, I don't understand how you're so calm that your team lost to the Texans. And I just said, you know why? Cause when they beat Baltimore next week, they'll be in first place. <laughs> So it was just like, you know, I'm like, eh, what are you gonna do? Houston's Houston's not bad. I thought they were, what do you think about this young Houston team? Like, is there a chance they win this division?
1: Definitely, because I think their coach I like him. He was the Niners defensive coordinator, uh, Tamiko yeah. Ryan's played for played for Houston as a player. Um, so you just kind of scheme up a solid defense and then you got a good young know, quarterback and Yeah, I mean he's looking very good. Uh, and that that trade they made ends up looking pretty good. Remember they traded uh, they traded back up in the first round to take Will Anderson, who's one of the top defensive players. And I think they gave up their future first round pick. I'm like, I don't like that.
0: Houston's going to be bad, but maybe not. Maybe they're giving up pick 22 instead of pick seven. Absolutely. But moving on to the next game, we had a little AFC rivalry. The LA Chargers hosted the Las Vegas Raiders- um, yeah. This is Andy's team, so I always like to let Andy talk about this because he's very—he gives you more of the details. He watches it closely. He's more passionate. So, uh, yeah, I'll a, let Andy say what he what he thought about this a game. A
1: lot to talk about this game. Stuff about that happened before the game even. Uh, the Chargers had a lot of injuries in this game. They're um, coming into the game. Stuff that like, okay, guys that missed the end of the previous game, guys who missed, who are mystery. Um, I think the most impactful one is not even an injury. Uh, their center Corey Lindsley uh, has a heart condition. And he was ruled ineligible. And the way they talked about it on the broadcast, it sounds like he's done forever. Mm, uh, they said, like, rough. oh, the Chargers have to figure out what he can do to help the team over this season. Cause, so it kind of sounds like you're going to put him on IR. He's going to get paid. He's going to be part of the team. And then he'll retire. Up so is that, is
0: that, do they say it's like heart conditions? that somebody's like, lived with, like, kind of born with? Or is it one of those things where because he is just obviously he's a center. So since he's such a big boy, is it yeah, like that's I why? I don't
1: know. I don't know if they even know all that stuff. But yeah, um, he's he's played for like a decade, so it's kind of okay. like you made your money. So he's a little older, yeah, but he's still still very good. One of the better centers, and that's that's a position you want to have a veteran there. So that that really sucked. Um, but the Chargers were also without uh, Joey Bosa and Derwin James, probably their two most recognizable defensive players, uh, and then a couple backup safeties were also out. So they were starting basically guys off the street <laughs> at that position, and I was kind of worried. But well, there's then, a lot
0: in downtown LA. You can listen to our entertainment <laughs> yeah. podcast for that, uh, and then.
1: Maybe to soften that blow was, uh, Jimmy G, who got concussed, not ready to come back. And the Raiders had to start, uh, fourth round rookie Aiden O'Connell, uh, who Raiders fans are really looking forward to seeing how this guy plays because they liked him. He played well in the preseason to see the actual quarterback of the future. You know, Jimmy G is a stopgap type of guy. Um, well, he was not ready to play. That's, I think, one of the stories of the game. There's some other stuff here we'll get to. Uh, but he got sacked. Six times by Khalil Mack. Uh, I can't remember if there's any other sacks there. Um, one was a phantom fumble where he wasn't even touched. And then there was another one where he barely touched and fumbled it. Uh, he looked like he had yeah. no
0: awareness back there. So I heard something. I don't know if you heard this. So McDaniels. So seven sacks in total. So I was told McDaniels didn't even play Aiden O'Connell with the the start, with the the start with first rep teams in practice. Well, he I heard t- the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah, I heard he put Hoyer in because he wanted Hoyer to, I don't know, like to try to fool them or something. But regardless, it was like stuff like that. Like uh, McDaniels is, I'm friends with a lot of Raider fans. Everybody, I actually watched this game at a Raider bar in Huntington Beach. Everybody wants him gone, and it actually does show that he is actually the current favorite to be fired first this in like this season in the middle of the season. If he does or doesn't, I don't know. But uh, yeah. So the other thing to talk about here in this game, Chargers get off to a 24 to seven lead. Uh, in large part due to the turnovers. Yeah, they got scored ten nothing in the second half. I don't um, think I realized that they didn't score in the second half. Yeah,
1: it was very bad. So they, I think, over the last six possessions, they didn't score.
0: There was a, th- there were, sorry, really quick. There was a theme this weekend I'm noticing, or this past weekend, teams that were up big at the half just didn't even score in the second half, and that happens. It happens. You play different a different way. Uh, this was very. I gotta play like Barcelona. You're always on reminiscent the
1: Reminiscent of the Chargers playoff loss oh, yeah, to Jacksonville. That was a bigger lead, but also Jacksonville was a better team. What was team. that score at
0: halftime, 27? It was 27-7, but okay.
1: it was 27-0 before Jacksonville scored right before the half. Yeah, it and it was crazy. the same thing. The Chargers did not score in their final six possessions of that game. They didn't score in the second half at all. Um, but the difference was Jacksonville scored every time they got the ball. The Raiders did not. They just don't have the talent there, especially with Aiden O'Connell. Of uh, very dependent on Devontae Adams there. Um, and Josh Jacobs. it down to him. Yeah. Eight catches, 81 yards. There was a play that killed me. Yeah, Josh Jacobs converted a third and 18. Oh, yeah, a I, dump saw off and, I saw <laughs> that. I saw that. Those are those are heartbreaking because you're like, you did everything oh, right. And then those only
0: seem to happen with like Mahomes or Brady around uh, under center. Shouldn't happen with Aiden O'Connell. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, the Chargers really could have lost this game in multiple ways. Uh, they... Uh, I'm trying to remember. The, the series of events was kind of crazy that they... Uh, the Raiders, it was twenty four ten. The Raiders scored twenty 17 Well they got now. the interception, I know. I'm trying to th- yeah, I'm trying to remember back to what it was. Um Yeah, that's what it was after the chart or after the Raiders made it 24-17, chargers get the ball back and they can run out the clock with oh, a yeah. couple first downs. Uh they pick up nine yards on three plays to start the drive, and here you go again. Fourth and one, probably even less than fourth and one, probably fourth and inches here. Uh Chargers decide we're gonna go for it, just like last week. We want to keep the ball in our offense's hands and win the game that way. Uh, and even if you don't get it, the Raiders still need a touchdown, and you can make a stop, you know, at, at little inside midfield. Um, Chargers fail again on fourth and inches. Go with the QB sneak. Uh, we didn't mention Herbert hurt his fingers yeah. on his non-throwing hand. Maybe affected his ability to take the uh, the snap there. I don't know. But they just they just got blown up. They couldn't they couldn't run the ball right up the middle there. Um, so the Raiders then took over at like the 35 yard line needing a touchdown but they needed to get 35 yards and uh they got almost all the way there. They converted a fourth down to do that and at, at near the goal line uh the rookie threw a terrible interception which is, you know, a rookie mistake right there. Uh but then we got a, another mistake there. The Chargers cornerback Asante Samuel Jr. had a lot of room in front of him and he started running and then slid. Yeah. And uh I did find out the truth uh, from this this, oh. this week. So it looked like Chargers coach Brandon Staley was telling him to get down, which was a huge mistake because we were still above the two-minute warning at that point. Hmm. So what ended up happening is the Chargers had to uh, convert a first down to w- win the game, and they, they did. Herbert hit like a 50-yard pass, game over. That's right, to Palmer. Uh, run, the, run the clock out. Um, but why did Samuel go down? Because it looked like he could have got a touchdown. He could have had a 100-yard interception return.
0: I almost would sort have of said ignore and the coach, Like
1: So, yeah, what it looked like was the coach was telling him to get down. Uh, a different angle of it, Staley was almost kind of doing... You now, he was trying to tell him to run. Now, here's the thing in sports. If you're trying to tell a guy to keep running, what kind of motion would you make based on like, your... Just
0: uh, kind of like... Yeah, what I, kind don't, of I know we're not on a live video right now, I but know. I'm kind of giving one of these like when windmill thinking- like...
1: Based on Keep other going. sports that you watch, do you think there is a motion that uh, people are used to? Oh, like the
0: horse uh, races. <laughs> no, I'm
1: talking about the third base coach. Oh. The big windmill. Okay, yeah.
0: Do that. I like how I went strictly the horse race. I'm just yeah. picturing Kramer yeah. with the newspaper
1: <laughs> in his leg. Well, you should have been like a third base coach. He was kind of like doing like a weird thing with his wrists.
0: Why did he in- even do anything? Let the guy run. The guy yeah. knows how to run. So, Don't even do anything. Just watch so, your guy get the interception so and see Samuel where he fucking happens.
1: Slid because he yeah. said... In week one, if you remember, J.C. Jackson took a ball out of the end zone oh, for yes, five I yards. I remember, yeah. And they said in practice, the coach yelled at all the DBs, be smart in these situations. So yeah. Samuel was like, oh, I'm just going to slide because yeah, we'll run the clock out. They won though regardless. Because you saw like in, in a future game, uh, Mahomes did a slide to, instead yeah, of Yeah, we're going to talk about that. I want to talk um, about that. And so that's what Samuel thought he there. was doing. And then like Keenan Allen was like, what the fuck are you doing? And they, they caught it on the you know the, the microphones where the players get mic'd up. And Keenan Allen's like, why did you do that? And he's like, oh, I thought like the game would have been over. And he's like, no, now we still have to get a first down. Uh, so, yeah, weird, weird, weird ending. But that's just, that is my life as a Chargers <clears throat> fan. It's yeah. like, uh, I think, you want to talk about Corley Lind- Lindsley's heart condition. He probably was a healthy man playing for
0: the Packers. <laughs> besides the Chargers, so. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, um, who do the, who, do, I know the Raiders play Monday Night Football against Green Bay this week, which is, will be Devontae Adams' first time playing against the, um, Green Bay Packers since he left them. Who do the, and the Chargers are on the bye this week. Buy. The buys do start this week. So, uh, yeah. for your fantasy teams, make sure you, uh, pay attention to that stuff because, uh, now this is when fantasy football really begins because the buys have begun. But, um, moving on to the next one, we got, a uh, another game I didn't really pay attention to, if I'm being quite honest with you. And it's because the score was 38 to 3. The Dallas Cowboys, after losing to the Arizona Cardinals, made sure that they were not going to make that mistake again. They uh, absolutely blow out the New England Patriots at home, 38-3. They had a couple defensive touchdowns. Everything seems back to back to form for them. Uh, they looked good. Patriots just aren't that good. They don't move the ball well. Yeah. Nothing else to say about it.
1: I didn't put it on the here, but the Patriots, I think, are cooked here. With I uh, do, too. They're not good. Matt they they can't compete in
0: that division with the Bills and the so, Dolphins. So Matt
1: Judon is probably their best defensive player. Uh, Torres Biceps is probably out for the year. Ouch. Uh, another uh,
0: good defensive players out for the year too for the Buffalo Bills.
1: Yeah, White. We, we didn't want to ruin their big day though, yeah. but we can bury the Patriots here, I think. Oh yeah.
0: Um yeah, Mac Jones. Time to maybe time to move on. I don't know. Maybe yeah, maybe time to put someone else in there. But uh another blowout here, which expected San Francisco 49ers at home against the Arizona Cardinals that win 35 to 6. McCaffrey four touchdowns, three rushing, one receiving. I'm looking very good right now this season. Uh and also Arizona, they had a chance to cover the backdoor cover of that spread, and I saw that it went right through the tight ends' hands in the end zone. So for you Cardinal betters out there, that's a bummer. But um San Francisco 49ers go to 4-0. One of two undefeated teams, the other one being the Philadelphia Eagles. So um, who I don't believe we even uh Had on here
1: no I skipped a couple games
0: here okay so we did skip a couple I I mean they won in overtime
1: but you know I don't care I I don't want to talk about Washington yeah
0: that was a good game though
1: I don't want to talk about Washington they're a boring team they suck
0: no yeah well they're not gonna want to watch the Thursday night football game this week then that's gonna be really bad Washington versus the Bears but um anyway yeah so the Niners and the Eagles only two four no teams uh that was the NFC championship game last year at this rate looks like could be again um moving on though we got two more games here to talk about the two last primetime games Sunday night Monday night Sunday Night Football, the New York Jets go against the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs were up big early, 17-0 at the end of the first. But the Jets Jets made a comeback. And uh, I know there was some uh, controversial calls in this game or what some people thought. The Chiefs ended up winning 23-20. I know there was a uh, holding call at the end there that, uh, on Sauce Gardner that a lot of people didn't agree with. Uh, but the crazy thing here, too, is that uh, Zach Wilson fumbled the ball. Chiefs got the ball back with like six, seven minutes. And Mahomes it's so good with the clock and everything that jets never got the ball back. He was able to drain the entire seven minutes on a drive. Very impressive for him in that aspect. And one of the things that happened at the end there was this spread was roughly about eight points or so, eight, eight and a half. Uh, The jets were, I mean, the chiefs were up by three. They had the ball was third down Mahomes, you know, set snap uh, uh, drops back. Couldn't find anybody goes on the run and could have probably scored a touchdown, but smartly after he got the first down, Slid inbounds. Let the clock keep running. Game's over. And you know you get all those people out there, especially the conspiracy people that are like, you know, oh man, he they did that. Like you know, Vegas lost. A lot, you know, a lot of people lost money because they had the the Chiefs minus the points. And it's like, let me tell you something, Patrick Mahomes. He doesn't give a fuck about your fantasy team. He doesn't care about your your sports bet that you've got in your hand. These guys care about the winning and being smart. And he knew, hey, yeah, if he scores, they go up by ten points. You know, would the Jets have scored 10 points in a minute and a half? Probably not. But you know what I was listening to that actually, I thought actually made a good point is, but you know what can happen in that minute and a half? A key defensive guy can tear an ACL or something. I mean, a lot of other shit can happen in a minute and a half. And also for you people out there crying, even if you would have scored, the Jets might have been able to go downfield and kick a field goal to win by, and then you would have been reversing it being like, oh, the Jets did that on purpose. Cause like, you know, it's like, just shut up. If you can't handle this shit happening, then I got news for you. Don't bet. That's what happens in it. And you know what? Patrick Mahomes isn't the first person to do this. He won't be the last person. I remember when Todd Gurley did it a couple years ago and people were upset and, like, and he even he even had a quote and he said, like, I don't care about your fantasy team and I don't care about your bets. I care about winning football games and that's why Gurley did that. And I'll even throw a little even throwback at you. Like 15, like 10 years ago, my dad and I had Brian Westbrook on our fantasy team and he did that where he could have scored a touchdown against the Cowboys and dropped to his knee. And I remember being like, God damn, But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, they they don't care. They want to win. And Mahomes is a smart quarterback. And he knew that, hey, I can slide in bounds. This game's over. I don't have to worry about, like, any weird shenanigans happening. And, um, yeah. But I didn't, uh, I only, I really, other than that, I didn't really watch, like, much of this game. I think I saw the first quarter, but uh, didn't really have interest. I mean, the Jets, the one thing I will say about the Jets is, I don't know if you've heard, Aaron Rodgers is trying to say that he's going to be back this season. He's saying he's rehabbing like crazy and he plans to come back, but. What are you going to come back to a two and ten team? I mean, like, hmm. what do you think? Like, is there any hope here for the Jets to like make his, some comeback here? I mean, I know now, you don't want to talk about the Chiefs much. There's nothing really to talk about no, there. I
1: don't, yeah, I don't think the Jets are going to be a position where it's like we get Rodgers back the last couple games. Like, no, yeah, it kind of reminds me of uh, AFC
0: strong. I mean, it's going to be tough. Remember the Browns last year was like oh like Deshaun Watson We're coming Deshaun back. Watson yeah. back for
1: final six games and it's like he was actually worse than or something. Yeah, um, yeah, I don't think it's happening there.
0: I 100% agree. And uh, moving on here, I remember Andy told me early in the season that Monday Night Football, they said, we're going to give you guys good games now. You know, we're back to like Monday Night Football being awesome to watch. You know, Trey Aikman, Joe Buck, they were like, we want good games. Well, it was a matter of time before we finally had a single lone Monday Night Football game that we knew was going to not be that good. And it was the Seahawks and the Giants. And this is another game last week where Andy saw the spread of this game, saw the Seahawks favored by two and a half and he immediately was like baffled. He's like, how can you tell me they're only favored by two and a half? And Andy was right. Seahawks end up winning 24 to three. And Andy, we were watching this game together, but we turned it off shortly after the pick six. I didn't realize this, but uh, did you see how many sacks the Seahawks apparently had in the fourth quarter?
1: Now I think the, he got sacked nine times. So he got
0: old. sacked 10 times okay. and there was 11 total. Cause the, they brought in a backup who got sacked and he For got the
1: wide receiver got sacked. Okay. The wide receiver got
0: sacked, <laughs> but the funny thing, I remember that play. Remember I said, oh, that's a pass. And then The, the funny <laughs> thing about all this, too, was apparently six sacks in the fourth quarter. And there was a clip they showed on the sideline. What's the head coach's name? For the Giants? A-ball. That he's talking to Daniel Jones. And he kind of just throws the iPad next to him. And that was after the pick six. That It looked like Daniel Jones after that was just uninvested. Like he didn't give a shit anymore. Coach didn't give a shit. And it goes to show. Sacks six times. I mean, he didn't give a shit. And, uh, we're going to transition that into our bets here because um, Andy and I actually, so Andy and I are going to go back to what we used to do a long time ago. We used to do this when we had other friends of ours that would do the sports podcast with us where we give out our uh, uh, three picks each. And we kind of, you know, we're not, this isn't one of those things where we're against each other. Like when we kind of have fun with the over-unders, like we we want us both to do well because it, you know, shows like how both of us know what we're, what we're talking about here. And uh, so do you want to do this where you just give one, I give one, you give one, I give one? Yeah. Okay, so we're going to do this first one together because uh, this first one, we actually are the same one. Okay. So Andy and I both like the Miami Dolphins minus 11 against hosting the New York Giants. And the reason I like it is because of partly what I just closed there with the Giants. I, I think there's, they're lost there. I think there's they really are not that good of a team. They won a lot of close games last year. I think they were a phony team last year, just kind of like the Minnesota Vikings a little bit where... You know, they weren't as good as, you know, their record showed them. And another reason I like the Dolphins, coming off a loss. And not only coming off a loss, coming off a blowout loss. We already know that McDaniel shows no mercy. And this Giants team is a team where I think Dolphins can put up, you know, 40 points and win this game something like, you know, 45 to like 24 or something like that. So uh, what's what's uh, your reasoning behind the bet? I don't see how the Giants get 24 points. Exactly. I'm okay. um, I mean, okay. like garbage. I don't know if you saw during
1: the 70-point game Miami put... Up against Denver at home. If you saw the stadium sideline disparity. Oh, the shade. Or so something? they said the Broncos sideline was like 130
0: degrees. I've heard this before about Miami. So yeah, that's an advantage Miami has in the early season. I've I've watched Miami, that. Miami's uh, at home. There was a whole thing about that too, about yeah. how they did that. So it's gonna be hot as hell for the Giants. Um they're gonna melt. Yeah, eighty-six degrees is supposed to be the, the weather there. So on the field's gonna yeah. feel like ninety something. No, that's a good point. No, I heard about that. There was actually a funny video I saw on a, not a funny video, but a video on Instagram that I saw about like a couple weeks ago that they, they brought that up, how they have it set up where they almost feel like it's unfair that the sun does come in a certain way and it does hit the roadside. And yeah, but, uh, and then they, the dolphins get all the shades. So it is funny though, those little, those little advantages. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to see how the dolphins end up doing this here at home because they're currently one to know, looks like they will be two 0 at home. Uh, all right, Andy, give us your uh, second pick here.
1: Uh, I have got the Monday night game, Green Bay uh minus two. So they're playing the Raiders on the road. Raiders don't have that much of a home field advantage. Uh we've seen Las Vegas as a tourist town. Uh also I think the Raiders are bad. I think they're they're Yeah, they're not good. Worse than people think. They've Do we know who's start. starting? We don't know who's starting, but either way I, I it's not gonna affect the spread. I country. like Green Bay All coming coming off saying. of a loss. Um that it's like it's two points if, if you think they're gonna win then you think you're gonna win by at least two or more oh or so. yeah 100
0: so. percent. all right well i'm gonna go up here to uh uh keep going up please um go down please <laughs> you went too fast okay there you go stop there uh i'm going to take we're doing these spreads according to these right
1: well, I mean, why not?
0: That's yeah. what I looked at. I'm okay. sure everyone
1: has different
0: ones. No, because I was on a website earlier that had it just slightly different, but it's yeah. pretty much the same. So I'm going to go with, we're going to go with what the ESPN spreads are telling us. And this is as of Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Because uh, the line's change. News comes out throughout the week. So we're giving you this on Tuesday, uh, Tuesday evening. I'm taking the New England Patriots minus one and a half. And I just believe that i think the saints they just really didn't look good the patriots don't look that great either i'm not high on them and i know we just talked about that but i just feel like belichick at home i think these are two very even teams to the point that they play similar styles and i think belichick at home just finds a way to uh to get new england to win a game here uh and jump themselves to two and three uh i that's just you know pretty much my only rationale on that i just think that uh both these teams aren't don't move the ball that well, but both have pretty solid defenses. And I'm just going to go with the the home team here on a low spread with, uh you know, with the genius coach. So, uh, yeah, the New England Patriots minus one and a half for me is my uh, my second pick here. And so Andy's got one more and I've got one more and I can uh, tell you that they're both totals. So uh, we'll start off with Andy here with his uh, his bet.
1: Yeah, my last pick is uh, Arizona Cincinnati under 44 and a half. So I think Cincinnati's defense is still pretty good. Arizona has been able to hang in games. Uh, I could see this being like a 17-10 game. Like I think Cincinnati is going to be desperate to win, but I don't see them putting up 30 points. They're just not there yet with with Burroughs injury. So that's
0: what I'm going. Yeah, no, I I can definitely see that being like a, honestly, like even like a 24-20 game, like that just gets right under it, even like 17-20. I I definitely agree with that. So let's, uh, my last pick here is... uh, I'm going with the Chiefs and the Vikings over 53. I just have a feeling... This game's in Minnesota, so it's in the Dome. Uh, I think Minnesota's going to be able to, at home, move the ball against the Chiefs. I mean, they move the ball all the time. You got Justin Jefferson, Kirk Cousins. Uh, I think there's going to be some passing there, and I think the Chiefs will be able to move it. Uh, I just... I don't see this being a low-scoring game. I see this being one of those games where you're like, oh, these two big offenses, 53, and I I see it meeting expectations. I see this being... One of those games where I wouldn't be surprised if both teams touch 30, uh, chiefs are only favored by five. So I think Minnesota, you know, you know, Vegas is saying the spread saying that they think, you know, Minnesota can at least hang in there, give them a game, maybe even beat them. I don't think that would be too crazy if uh, Minnesota came out and beat them. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, I like that to be a high scoring game. I could see each team scoring 24 points, which, you know, basically means like, Hey, why not 30 to 24 type game or something like that. So, uh, could really see something like that so I, I uh, like there to be points in uh, Minnesota especially it being a dome also so uh yeah give me a give me a high scoring affair in uh Minnesota this weekend and uh yeah that'll be uh I think we should you know we'll keep our track of our record throughout the rest of the year I mean you know we gave ourselves four good weeks to you know get a eye on things now we'll have some fun doing this but um yeah I think that's gonna that's going to conclude our episode uh October is gonna be a fun month for sports because like we said, I mean, all all the major sports will be playing soon. The baseball playoffs are going to keep going. The NFL season is going to keep going. College football,
1: NBA over unders, maybe next week or the week after.
0: Oh yeah, we'll get some NBA over unders up there, and uh, then we will get, um, you know, hockey season is going to be starting. We won't do over unders for hockey, but we will uh, we will talk about hockey. I I personally am a hockey fan, so I do like uh, I do like talking hockey. But uh, yeah, you were listening to episode 344 of the Tony's Take podcast. This was the sports episode. Uh, I'm Tony. And with me, I had a sports expert off-road Andy. Oh, thank you. Yes. And uh, like I said, you know, please uh, like and subscribe. Tell a friend. And uh, please go uh, listen to our entertainment episode as well. Because uh, we always have good stuff to talk about there. Movies, entertainment, personal stories in our lives. It's sometimes we go on these little fun rants too that uh, just go off script, which is always exciting. And, uh, yeah, we, uh, and also it's October time and we love Halloween time. So, you know, in our entertainment episodes in the next couple of weeks, we will probably maybe do a little Halloween special stuff again, where we discuss fun horror stories and whatnot. But, uh, anyway, yes, please, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, tell a friend, like, and subscribe. Goodbye.